Did the person that you were with talk about their exes a lot? The person that you were, you know, engaged with, married, or, you know, just dating, did they bring up and reference other previous relationships in the past? Like, do you resonate with any of that? If so, you might resonate with a couple of these things that I want to talk to you about. We've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five things that a lot of times you'll hear narcissists say about their exes. So, real quick. Reading Psychopath Free. If you guys haven't a chance to be able to check it out, check it out. It's a great book and it helps you recovering from emotionally abusive relationship with narcissists, sociopaths, and other toxic people. At the end of the day, toxic is toxic, abuse is abuse, and we all need to work to get together of healing, growing, and changing on a day to day basis. Real quick, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, download Apple and Google Play, the NARC app, N A R C, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, exclusive lives, monthly coaching, a focus on growing, healing, and changing through courses, through tracking your no contact, through tracking your truth, through asking other members in their advice, like trying to get that support and growth. So please check it out for us real quick. If you haven't already, if you're listening either on YouTube or maybe you're on the podcast, uh, either on Apple, Spotify, um, Apple, uh, not Apple, uh, Amazon Music, like wherever you are, um, feel free to give us a, a listen and a like everywhere else. So we're on Raw Motivations on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, um, and all the different Spotify, um, stuff like that. Anyways, so I want to talk to you real quick about all my exes are crazy. Like when you're in that relationship, when you're starting to date the person, when you're starting to get to know them and they're saying like, oh yeah, like all my exes were crazy. Like it's super weird. Let's start to think about that. Okay. A lot of times you'll have one of them. The first one we're going to talk about is my ex is bipolar. Did you ever hear that? Okay. So name calling someone bipolar is like name calling someone diabetic. Bipolar disorder is a crippling illness with a specific set of symptoms that are a bit more complicated than just mood swings that I dislike. Here's the thing you need to think about. If you suddenly became bipolar after a relationship with someone that you've never been bipolar before, then you might want to think twice before accepting the diagnosis, especially if the diagnosis came from your ex. Okay. A lot of times you'll see this in the relationship. They'll start using names. They'll start trying to like label you and just say, hey, you're so this. You know, maybe they said they're narcissistic, but a lot of times they'll say, wow, you're so bipolar. Like you can't even keep up with everything that's going on. Like your emotions just all over the place. Like, I don't know what to do with you. Okay. Think about this. The thing about bipolar, okay, when they call you bipolar, that's actually a perfect label for the ideal victim. If you're naturally cheerful and optimistic, these traits become your mania. Then your valid reactions to your partner's abuse became the depression. During the idealization phase, when the psychopath was charming and mirroring your entire personality, you walked on sunshine. Life was amazing. But then they began to criticize you and cheat on you and became upset and then you became upset and cried. They gave you the silent treatment all the while dangling the new and former lovers in your face. Did this upset you? Excellent. Well, you're bipolar. Okay. That's, that's that mindset. That's like the process in one sense. The book says here, it horrifies me to think of the number of victims who falsely diagnose themselves based on volatile emotions that were intentionally provoked by someone else. Most survivors find that it takes one to two years for their moods to fully restabilize. Until that point, please be very reserved about deciding what's wrong with you. You can't take that diagnosis from your ex, from the person that you've been with, that all of a sudden they're saying like, hey, you're bipolar and you've never been that way before, but like all of a sudden you're feeling and you're acting crazy. That's because they put you in that situation. 
So many times when I'm talking to people on one-on-one and like engaging with them, one of the first things I have to be able to say is like, hey, after hearing your story, like you're not crazy and you're not alone. How you're responding is normal based on the craziness that you've been put through. So the first one, my ex is bipolar. The second one, my ex is crazy. Okay, really a popular one. My ex is crazy or hysterical. And the thing is, it's definitely not worth like thinking how they came that way. Okay, seriously, let's think about it. This insult implies one of two things. Either one, their ex was always crazy and hysterical, and for some reason they decided to date that person. Doesn't seem like a healthy idea to start off with. Okay, or two, something changed during the relationship to make the ex that way. What exactly could it be? Did they just snap for one day for absolutely no reason at all? Or did it maybe have something to do with the constant triangulation, lying, manipulating, and criticizing? If someone tells you how crazy their ex is, you should take a step back and really rethink that person. This characterization serves another purpose. It informs you what is considered acceptable behavior. Going back to what we talked about in this morning's video. Crazy and hysterical are words of invalidation, minimization, and dismissal. They imply that the reactions this person displayed were over the top. You'll be wary of acting that way too. The strategy encourages you to stop reacting and therefore stop standing up for yourself. By making you question your own sanity, the psychopath is able to take the spotlight away from their own abusive behavior and put it back on you. All my exes are crazy and hysterical. Like they put that label on it to be able to help set them up for other people and to be able to make you invalidated. Number three, my ex is bitter. My ex is bitter. The book says here, seriously, what does that even mean? It's like punching someone in the face and then saying you're bitter. Well, yeah, that person is bitter because you punched them in the face. Does saying you're bitter somehow make the bitterness inappropriate? Again, it's all about minimization and dismissal. After their abusive behavior, lying, and mind games, the psychopath expects their victim to simply shut up or grovel. That's it. Any signs of anger or disbelief are equated with bitterness. The psychopath will then um, commiserate with their new partner about their ex being childish, holding grudges, neglecting to mention all the details that suggest why that person might be bitter in the first place. If you're getting in a relationship and a person is talking about how their last person was so bitter, like they couldn't get over things, like take that as a red flag of like, wait a second, like what's actually going on there? Because the reason why they might be that way might be what the person put them through. Oftentimes you'll have a psychopath, a sociopath, a narcissist, a toxic person that will put someone through something and then blame them for that. You've seen it in your relationships. You've seen it in the relationship where you have to come back to the table and apologize for something that the other person did. Like the toxic person hurt you and you're the one that has to come back and apologize because otherwise you can't get through because of the silent treatment. They'll use this time and time again to be able to put it back on the other person and not take that accountability. Number four, my ex is jealous of us and still in love with me. How many of y'all have heard that one? First of all, who brags about something like that? It's so off-putting. And even if it's true, this sort of pig-headed arrogance should be avoided in any sort of romantic endeavor. Digging deeper, we should also examine why this person is jealous and still in love with them. Psychopaths typically flaunt their new victims for a whole world to see mere days after their previous relationship ended. You know what that does? It creates jealousy. The thing that people have to realize is a lot of jealousy in narcissistic relationships is manufactured. It's manufactured. 
The narcissist puts you in a situation where your only response is to respond with jealousy. And when you do, or when you don't, they end up twisting the story to make it still appear like you're jealous. Let's say you were giving like great responses and you were coming back and saying that you weren't jealous and that everything was okay. And then they're like, no, like, let me pull back. And then you're like, wait, like, what did I do? What did I do wrong? And you try to make it right. And they get to the place to be like, okay, like, well, that's, that's fine. Like, we'll have to like, like, you're just, like, you just have to figure this out because they want to be able to manufacture that idea, put you in a situation where you act jealous or you even don't act jealous. And then they're going to still manufacture. They're still going to put you in a place where you're the one coming back being like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I wasn't trying to be jealous. It's okay. I'll forgive you. It's giving that blame to you and manufacturing that jealousy on your side. Psychopaths manufacture toxic, desperate love. And the thing about this sort of idealized and devalued passion is that it's long-lasting and obsessive. Psychopaths groom others to spend every waking moment thinking about them, and then they tear it all away without a moment's notice. Because psychopaths are eternally bored and incapable of human bonding, this transition is quite easy for them. But to a normal, healthy individual, it is devastating. You send desperate texts in an attempt to fix everything, unaware that they are using these frantic communications as proof of your insanity to garner sympathy from their next victim. Leaves you with a broken heart, crippling insecurities, a need to defend yourself, feelings of inferiority, a million million unanswered questions, and this takes so long to get over. This is why it takes so long to get over the psychopath. These claims of jealousy also serve to make their new target feel special. Remember this on the flip side. If you're in like the dating aspect and someone's saying this as if they're a chosen one among the psychopath's many admirers, the psychopath will gladly string obedient exes along to make them seem in high demand at all times. I could be with anyone. Don't you understand? Like, don't you understand what a catch I am? Like, I've got all these people. Be careful of that. All right, number five. But my ex really was awful. That's the phrase in the book. It says, everyone has horror stories about their exes. That's perfectly normal. What's not normal is when the ex's name comes up so frequently in the new relationship that you begin to feel like they're actually part of your relationship. It's also not normal to trash talk an ex and then hang out with them on a daily basis. Trust your intuition. Remember that psychopaths always use exes as tools for manipulation and persuasion. Did you hear that? They always use their exes as tools for manipulation and persuasion. The bottom line is this. Anyone who speaks so regularly and so negatively about their ex is at best not at all ready for a romantic relationship. But at worst, this person is manipulating your every thought, pitting you against the people you've never even met. And it can be assured that that they'll soon be speaking the same way about you to every other person in their never-ending game of chess.